When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you ever wish you could have the benefits of acupuncture in your own home, on your own schedule, without the commute and without breaking the bank? If so, Spoken Point has got you covered. Spoken Point is the convergence of ancient medicine with modern technology to create the first ever virtual acupuncture service. Magnets take the place of needles to activate the points. The Spoken Point Digital Library includes treatments such as mood lifting, headache soothing, digestion aid, allergy assisting, deep sleep treatments, even grief relief, and so much more. They even have a Journey to Parenthood series, which includes treatments such as libido boosting, fertility enhancing, birth prep, and postpartum treatments too. Spoken Point is extremely easy, affordable, and fast. Your treatment will take 15 to 30 minutes. Just choose your treatment. It's up to you. All you have to do is order your point magnets or toolkit. When your package arrives, create a login to subscribe and choose your treatment from the digital library. Play the treatment in your home, apply the magnets as instructed, relax and absorb the healing power of the points. And don't worry, there are great video demos of the applications of your reusable point magnets, meditative descriptions of each point, its function and its purpose. Visit their website at SpokenPoint.com and follow on Instagram at SpokenPoint to learn more. And use the code INMYHEART20 for 20% off your toolkit or point magnets. SpokenPoint is a wellness treatment and does not replace routine or emergency medical or mental health care. But it's great for your overall well-being. So get after it. to In My Heart, a podcast truly about all of the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. I am so excited to introduce today's guest, Courtney Dovergratz. Courtney was born in Georgia to parents who were decorating enthusiasts. She met her husband, Robert, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and together they moved to New York City, got married, and started working in real estate. Well, that real estate environment, it led them on a path into design which you can't imagine, and gave them opportunities to create interior spaces that led to two television shows, Nine by Design on Bravo and Home by Novogratz on HGTV. Courtney, to me, is a prime example of living your passion and living life fully and fearlessly. No regrets. I'm so happy to have her on the show. Welcome, Courtney. Hi, Heather. Hi, Court. So good to see you. I'm the luckiest girl to be sitting here across from Courtney. I'm so glad to be here. Yay! So you're a designer. You design. You also redo homes. You make furniture and accessories. What's the story about all this, how all this came to be? I think I just kind of designed the life I wanted. You know, I'd always been passionate about art and style. Of course, that's why I came to New York City from South Georgia. Uh, But my husband and I, I don't know if we found our career or it found us, but we, you know, bought our first condemned building while we were planning our wedding. And we just were like, hey, we knew exactly what we're doing, even though we had no clue what we were doing. 
and so we just, you know, have never stopped. We keep designing and creating and zigging and zagging to do what we love. So you came together, you and Robert, and you had this enormous love for one another. And then this kind of fell in your lap. And were you ever afraid, like when you first built, you know, bought your first, you know, condemned building? Like, did you guys have fear because it was all so new and you were in love and it was all exciting? Like, tell me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I picked him up at a party in North Carolina and I was like, (laughs) we're going to do something big together. And I think with every job and every opportunity and every risk that you take in life, even to this day, there should be a little bit of fear. And really back to our very first start, we knew exactly what we were doing and we had no clue what we were doing. And that's a great place to be. You know, naive is is bliss in some sense. And then also gut and, you know, risk-taking is also important. And so we, yeah, we just kind of jumped in and we learned everything on the job. And to this day, if we bite off more than we can handle, we muscle our way through it, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, I love that. Because you, in a way, you limited your own expectation of yourself on the project so that you weren't setting yourself up to fail because you didn't say, well, we're going to put these expectations on the project or what we're going to do. We know we want to do this, and so we're just going to do it and let each day come to us as it, as it exactly. does. Exactly. And I think, I mean, lessons I'm sure you would teach your two kids or I try to teach in my own seven children is to take risk, calculated risk. Why my husband and I started working together and all these years later, almost 30 years later, is we know we can do it better together and that we're not afraid. You know, if one of us is struggling, the other one holds each other up. You know, we have to wear all the hats. I mean, especially now in our industry, it has changed so much and in every industry. And so you have to really kind of like hustle and have grit and have your own, you know, skill that know you can do it. And then Again, if you fail, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had more no's in my life than yeses, but the yeses have been so powerful. Mm-hmm. And the no's are always lesson teachers, exactly. right? You know. So I wanted to ask you this because, I mean, I know Courtney and I, I'm lucky enough to be able to call her friend, but I never really asked you the question, like, what is it really like working with Robert? Because I've never seen them necessarily at work together, but I see them parenting together and I see them at play. And let's expand upon that a little bit. Definitely. I mean, listen, um, anytime building anything, a business, it can be really hard work. I feel fortunate that I do it with my partner, with my lover in a sense, and my best friend. Um, We definitely butt heads from time to time, and it's not for everyone. Listen, I have a lot of great friends that have great marriages, and they're like, I don't want to work with him. You know, we actually take separate vacations, and that's okay. Robert and I happen to actually love the same things. If we were going to take a vacation together, we pretty much would choose the same spot. So in our work, we love what we do. We share that passion. And in one sense, we can, you know, kind of We never turn anything off, children and life and work. And so it's always together, which can be overwhelming at times. But again, we fight our way through it. We talk our way through it. And we lean on each other. And that's what's most important. I mean, a lot of people think that I lean more towards the design. Robert is super creative and talented. He is his own designer in his own right. I do a lot of more of the architectural plans, which a lot of people don't realize. Back to that very first house almost 30 years ago, I was the general contractor because we couldn't afford a general contractor. And so I was 24 years old opening up and closing down this building in the middle of Manhattan but I got all my strength then. Yeah. So. What an amazing experience because like learning on the job, I always think is one of the best teachers because you can study, you can read books until you're actually, it's actionable and you're doing it. Exactly. You have no idea what it's going to be like. I love hearing that because, you know, I, I do get to see them parent. And so it sounds like what Courtney does or what I can see is 
they don't separate the two. It's just like, it's an all for one. It's like work, love, family, communication, relationship. It just, you don't change gears necessarily. You just keep driving. Yeah. I mean, anyone, if you come and work for us, we really expose who we are and we're an intimate, close, tight group. Whether you're my child and you're working for me or whether you're an employee, you know, we have people that have been with us for 15, 20 years. And we also have some people that leave and go on to do their own incredible things, but then maybe they come back and freelance. But the the reality is, if you love what you do, you never want to really turn it off. And if you love, we both wanted a lot of kids. I mean, it's hard to pay for them all, but we're, (laughs) we're doing it. Exactly. I love that. And by the way, they did have two sets of twins to make up those seven kids. Yes, that made it easier. (laughs) Not really, but... (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I had five pregnancies. Yeah, carrying one child was enough for me, let alone two sets of twins, and then plus, you know, three other babies. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, one of the things, what she just said is joyful and fun. And one of the things I know about you is, is that your line, you know, it's always fun and it doesn't take life too seriously. Like that's one of the things I can say about you and Robert and the kids, you know, really is, is that you're a very livable family and your pieces are very livable. Tell us about the philosophy of the design that you guys have created with this empire. Yeah. I mean, I think for, again, goes back to, I design the life I want. Robert and I, you know, mix high and low all the time just to be able to afford fun art that we want or get pieces that, you know, don't break the bank to buy more real estate, whatever our thing is. And I, you know, years ago, we started trying to find product. We couldn't find it at prices we wanted. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, let's create it, you know, for ourselves. And then we opened it up to sell to other people. And so for me, the design world can be quite snotty, you know, and it's a really kind of hard place to break into. But I want to try to have people believe in themselves. I mean, if I come over to your house, Heather, what is it about you that your home, it should reflect that, you know, your kids, your husband, everything, the things you love. And so giving people to believe in themselves that they can pick a paint color, they can pick a piece of furniture out, and they can also afford it. And that's what's most important is seeing things in a glossy magazine or on Pinterest now or on social media all the way through the years when clients would come to me, what do you love? Pull that, show me, and let me deliver that for you. And now people can be their own decorators. Yeah. They can really take time. And I think your home is the place where you should feel safe, where you feel like you should, you know, come and retrieve and reflect and then go back out in the world. And it needs to be fun and beautiful. Yes. That's one thing I love is that, you know, Courtney and Roberts, the Novogratz pieces are attainable. You know, when I built my house in the Berkshires, and that was the first time I ever built a home, and I was like, knew, had no idea what I was doing. And then I remember, because of course you take a loan to build a home. I remember I said to my husband, like, well, where's the money for all the furniture? Exactly. And, and, and you're talking about your home and money. It brings out such anxiety in yes. people. Whether it's your first apartment with your roommate, you know, even now that my 22-year-old son, um, my oldest child is getting his first place, you know, it's a lot to take on. Or even if you're downsizing, fast forward many years later, it brings out a lot of anxiety. And so my husband and I try to make it fun. Yes. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. And you should experiment. That's That design yeah. should be really fun and bring out joy in everyone. Whoever's living under that roof, they should have a say. And the paint color. I mean, like a lot of times Robert and I are holding a couple up together while we design for them. And we're like, you chose each other for a reason. You can pick a paint color. (laughs) Don't lose sight. There's never a dream home. You know, it's a house. It's, It's the feeling you get when you go over to someone's house. 
That's what's yeah. most important. When I come to hang out with you in the Berkshires, I leave with a wonderful feeling. And that's what I think a lot of people lose sight of. Yes. They try to have a showroom. Your home's not a showroom. I know. I'll make it fun and pretty. But it needs to have comfort and yeah. function and love. Yeah, but someone's going to nap on the couch. Exactly. I, I, I hate when I go into homes and they're so sterile. Like, you you don't want to sit on anything. You don't want to touch anything. You feel like everything's going to break. It's a museum or something. Yeah. yeah, and then I always am like, you know, how do you live here comfortably? Like, there's no warmth in it. You know what I mean? And then oftentimes the relationship reflects that right, and exactly. the people reflect that. You know, so beware of very cold homes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that's important. I love that philosophy of your design. And I follow it myself. And I remember being so intimidated by furniture and paint colors that I thought that because when you do it and you buy a couch and it has to be six grand, you're like, well, I'm going to love this couch or, you know, it costs you three grand to paint your room. And you and Robert taught me, like, I changed the paint color on my wall the other day. Like I painted it and I was like, I don't, it didn't work out. I don't have to live with this paint color. We painted it right. again. And I was like, that was so liberating. It is freedom to express yourself. And again, I try to always, for my own children, even with my husband, let's create at home. Let's express ourselves. Some of my kids are musicians. Some are actors. Some are into design. Just put it out there. And if you can't put it out there first in your own home, in your own four walls, it's hard enough to express yourself out to the world. And so to me, I mean, I thrive through art. That's kind of what helped me, you know, through my whole childhood. And so to have people like switch out a throw pillow for God's yeah. sakes. You don't need me to tell you what what you're drawn to. Right. And to mix old and new. You know, the old things bring a soul to your house and the new things bring freshness. And yes. so, you know, and mix expensive pieces with cheap pieces. Yeah. Anything goes. I mean, it really is to have fun. Hey, it's Heather. And you already know when you're in my heart, your health and wellness are my top priority. Wellness starts from the inside out, and everything we put into our body should be done with purposeful intention. So let me introduce you to Cloud Water. Cloud Water's sparkling beverages are made with premium botanicals and all-natural ingredients that were carefully selected to add balance to the stresses and strains of modern life. Cloud Water Plus Hemp contains 25 milligrams of sun-grown hemp extract sourced in the mountains of Colorado and available in four artisanal flavors, grapefruit, mint, and basil, blood orange and coconut, blackberry, lemon, and roseberry, and Aztec chocolate and strawberry. I can't pick my favorite. Cloud Water Plus Immunity contains only 20 calories and 5 grams of organic unrefined sugar, and it's fortified with 100% of your recommended daily intake of vitamin D3 and zinc. So taste the clouds and try some today at cloudwaterbrands.com. You get 10% off your first order. Now you can have your cake and drink it too. Go to cloudwaterbrands.com. Get it in ya. Have you been thinking about maybe having your own podcast? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First and foremost, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor, they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple and many more. With Anchor, you can start to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership as well. It's truly everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M.
You can go to shopthenovogratz.com. You can see all the things that we're talking about. I really admire all of their design, their intuition on it, and the ease of it all and the fun that you have with their, you're going to have so much fun with their pieces. But I do want to talk a little bit about some of the things that we have in relativity, and that's we're both women, just in case y'all didn't know, and we're moms and we're wives and, you know, we're entrepreneurs. So we share a lot. Let's talk about how, you know, how do we have it all? How do we do it all? I mean, I know you get that asked that question. Well, we drink a lot. No, yes, just teasing. Exactly. <laughs> have a glass of wine we're from like, time to time. We're like Hoda and Jenna right now. We've got <laughs> wine here at the podcast. No, but yeah, you know, I get asked that question all the time. How do you do it all? Right. Let's talk about that. Well, I think, uh, first of all, I don't do it all. Yeah. I have an incredible village. Mm-hmm. You're in my village. You are a friend that hopefully will only get stronger and deeper through the years. I think it's really important to nurture all the people in your lives, especially I work with my husband. Mm-hmm. I do not do it all. Right. I lean on him. He leans on me. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as caretakers for my children, if Robert and I go on a book tour, someone's at home. Yes. I'm not leaving all seven kids. And then I'm not leaving them with my older kids. They have their own lives yes. to live. And so I think it's really important to whatever your dream is, whatever, if you're starting a new business or maybe you're going through a really difficult hardship, you need to nurture all the people that make your lives better and give back to them. And so that's one thing is I have a team that I lean on to kind of on the outside looking in, look like I manage it all and do it all. I don't. I'm doing the best I can. Some days are better than others. But I think it's important to do what you love mm-hmm. because then work doesn't feel like work. Right. It's a joy. It's a pleasure. Um, again, nothing's perfect. Anyone that's doing well has worked to get there. They are successful because they've had failures, because they've done the dirty work or they've done the part that's not so fun. But most of the time, 90% of the time, I'm having a good time. Yes. You know, I really love what I do and you do too, Heather. So I think that's most important. If you are not finding it burning inside of you, you need to switch it up. You need to try something else. And again, like I'm trying to get some of my kids into adulthood. And so I say, try all different things. Not everyone knows exactly what they want to do. And you know sometimes doing something, I never want to do that again. Yes. And that's how it leads you towards what your real passion is and your real calling is. I love that. I always say um, it's only work if there's someplace else you'd rather be. And I lived by that, and I always like to share that. But what Courtney said is real. You literally lean toward what you love, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. That's what she said. Like, we are not Wonder Women. Exactly. We don't do it all. We have people around us that we lean on, that we ask for help when we need it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even we do, like, you know, pick the kids up at the skate park. You know what I mean? Well, and I think the interesting thing is I have found in my own life, if something's not working— And it's taken time. Obviously, you know, I'm the youngest of five, so I'd be like, what do you mean? Nobody's listening or whatever. I think if you start to say, well, how can I make a change? Mm -hmm. What can I do? And usually it could be a response to to your friend or your coworker or your child or your partner or whatever, all those people around you. If you change your response, your narrative or how you're reacting— usually everything gets full and filled. I have the chills because she just said something that was so poignant. I just want to repeat that because it's so true. 
when you don't like something that's happening, if you make the change and you lead by example, it follows. We talk about that, like, you know, pass the positivity. If you're negative, then the family, the kids, everyone's going to be in a grumpy yeah. mood. Like, if you want to change it, then you have to change it first change it within, within you. Exactly. The best relationships, the best business decisions, the best success is when it's a win-win for both parties. Mm-hmm. Um, where it feels easy for the most part, it feels authentic and real. And it is so hard, especially the world we're in now, it's all about me, me, me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard to stop and pause. I mean, I am, I love coffee. I love dancing on tables. I love skiing and, you know, going fast. Yeah. I'm just a fast person, mm-hmm. but I can really benefit from slowing down. And I'm not saying you have to dive in and jump into meditation if that's not who you are, even though that's very helpful. You just have to take a pause yes. and put yourself in that other person's shoes. That's but- 100% right. I'm the same as you were, like, kind of cut from the same stone where we're like, go, 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 go. And I was saying, you know, I had just torn my ACL, and it was literally like the universe being like, no, no, really sit the F down. Right. Like, really sit down. And it was hard for me, Courtney, because I got stuck in bed for, like, I literally could not get out of bed for two weeks. That's what the doctor said. It was torture Oh, for I can't me. imagine. I mean, I know you ski, you do oh everything, you hike. Like, but again, it's it's taking that time to, with every, you know, kind of bad situation, blessings do reveal themselves. Yep. I really believe that. Yep. And I'm not, like, this crazy, you know, religious person. I'm spiritual where I'm like— what is to take from this? And sometimes it takes a while for you to see it. To get there, to 100%. Get there. So once I was resigned to the fact that this was what it was going to be. You had to pause. I had to pause first and say, what, okay, you, you can't make a bone or you can't make a ligament heal faster. There's no magic potion. You just have to let it heal. So what is it within you? What What is this angst? What is this problem? And what it was is I would measure my success in a way as to like how much I got done in a day because that's who I was. So I can do a million things in one day. And especially women, we multitask. And that's a great thing. Some Mm -hmm. people laugh and say, I don't know if it's such a great I'm like, I love that I can multitask. I really can. But I'm also know my limits. Right. For example, I recently got a new puppy, a dog, our very first pet. I have said no as a parent for 22 years yes. because I knew my limits. That's right. I never wanted to resent this dog mm-hmm. or pet. I wanted to do the best by the dog I could. Yeah. And I finally was ready because it is ultimately, it was another up to me. Child. Yeah, it's, it's like another you. child. Yeah. And I also know the reasons, you know, why I was giving it, but I've grown even deeper, you know, but I was ready and I yes. was open for it. So I think we can all do more but also know when it's okay to stop stop. and say, no, I can't, you know, I can't do it all. That's right. And I think knowing your limits and knowing when it's right for you and knowing what you can handle, all that. And what I found was by slowing down, by taking that pause, I started to recognize all these other things that I really was missing by moving so fast. Mm -hmm. And so it gave me the uncomfortableness in it. And I had to resign myself and say, okay, what is this all about? Showed me that I am not always getting everything out of moving so quickly. And that, you know, moseying or slowing down, stopping to smell the roses is actually important to the balance. It is. And so I got forced to do it, but everything happens for a reason. Everything I really believe for a reason. that. Yeah. So I hope nobody gets injured to learn right. something. But but I think, you know, it's interesting where um, my husband and I can't always take really long vacations. But one year, we were able to take five weeks, wow. the nine of us. And we went down to Brazil. And it was incredible how we 
we're able to come back stronger. Yeah. Rested yes. from not only our minds, our bodies, everything, we felt more connected. And I'll be honest, there was a little bit of bickering because we didn't take friends down and, yeah. you know, all of that. And if you're hanging out for someone too long, you know, sibling rivalry, it just happens. Yeah. But we came back ready to almost like conquer the world. Right. And that was a very—we were very fortunate that year. We can't always do that. Mm-mm. But I do recommend to take long weekends, to yeah. put your phones down. I mean— it is really problem. hard. It's a big problem. And just stop. Yeah. And just really kind of connect with people. And now that you have that experience, you can take yourself back there anytime you want to. That memory is ingrained in your brain. What you felt is ingrained in your spirit. And when it's time for you to slow down, you can take yourself back to Brazil mm-hmm. and you can remember what you learned there and how you were able to pay that forward when you got back into a fast-paced life. Exactly. But yeah. I mean, not everyone can go overseas. Right be able to stop their jobs and do all of that. But I think there are moments where you can really say, no, I'm just going to take today, you know, and especially, I mean, there's a lot of talk about self-care, especially for moms, especially for women. And I get it. And we don't always have that time. You know, no one's going to rock us like a baby when we want to. (laughs) I mean, listen, every house I ever sell, Robert's like, just go to bed, cry for a day, and then tell me when you're ready, pick yourself up. And I do. I pick myself back up. But I love that he says, pick yourself back up. It's not like my mommy's going to pick me up. You know, I have to pick myself back up Mm -hmm. because we have we have a full life, yes. and I'm one of those players, players in, the, in, yes. that, in that life. So, But he gives me the freedom. I give myself the freedom, and it's okay to go to bed for a day. Yes. It's okay to let things out, whatever's happening. You know, it's okay to say, I'm not strong right now. Yeah, it's more than okay. It's actually like it's a life, uh, life preserver sometimes mm-hmm. to take a mental health day or to allow your you know expression of emotion to happen. I mean, you do that. You take on these huge, amazing projects that she puts her heart and soul into. So when you sell it, there's like a sadness. It's like, wow, I just put all that by. Well, I know I'm usually <laughs> holding up some of my kids going, wait, we're moving again. I'm yes. like, how do you think we live this big life? Yes, how do you exactly. think we go to Brazil for five weeks? You know, and I don't want it to stop. Right. You know, it's just a house at the end of the day. I'm I know that. Yeah. But I wasn't quite decorating or I the garden wasn't quite right. grown. I wasn't or whatever. Ready yet. Oh my God. I <laughs> or love whatever, that. you know. So I always love that the balance. This is like it does take a village. And you know, when I was running my own businesses and I had, you know, 48 people reporting into me or 60 people reporting into me, I used to always say, you know, I'm gonna put people in positions because I can't do it all that are better than me. Exactly. That, you know, that are better than me and that not being intimidated by their strength and skill, welcome it and say, well, now that makes the team. Right. And so that's what you and Robert do. And I I just love that. Exactly. Like, you know, it brings me to my next question because passion is not enough to build a empire. I mean, of course, it's starting there is most important, Mm -hmm. you know, to build something that you really can build and and own for a long time. You've got to love it. But that's not enough when it comes to running the empire. So what do you think are the, some of the most important? Well, I mean, I'm a, a creative by nature. Yeah. And so um, I'd like to say I have a business sense. But over the years, I've realized you have to stay focused. Mm-hmm. My husband and I have a lot of ideas constantly. If we're laying in bed and we're like, and then we want to do this and then and after, you know. But we have to reel ourselves back in and be realistic and see what we can achieve, what we can accomplish. Again, don't get so overwhelmed. If you say, I want to be in this position within five years, look at the next six months. Right. Stay focused. Mm -hmm. If you're creative, you have to let certain things go because 
a creative field, you can kind of get swept up and lost and all of this. And so you have to stay focused and achieve one thing at a time. And that's my biggest lesson for myself that I constantly remind myself. I have a lot of big plans that I still want to do, but I know when I can do those. For example, getting that dog. Yes. I knew that was in my future. I just didn't know when and when was the timing. So don't get too ahead of yourself, but start slowly. Have a big goal and then figure out how to get there. And then, you know, I would hold your big dreams close and tell very few people. That's just another advice, believe it or not, the people you trust the most. Yeah. Because sometimes we spend more time talking about things instead of actually doing it. I love last time or a few times back we hung out and you were like, yeah, and then I'm going to do this incredible podcast. And you did it. There was no doubt in my mind you were doing it because you're that type of person. Through the years, I've met a lot of people that talk and talk and talk and they never produce and I'm a big talker, you know yes, that, yeah. but actually get things done. Yes, you and are definitely a producer. So you have to get things done, and you can't do it all at once. And so that's where I say stay focused. Yeah, Put what's ahead of you, come back about six months, whether it's your five-year plan or your two-year plan, but then reel it in, what can I do in the next six months, and do that. Because that's tangible. You can actually get those things done, see it sooner, and you do see start to see results. I love that she says that because, you know, goals change also. And, you know, holding these bigger, you know, kind of dreams a little bit close to the chest because then what happens is sometimes we go forward with a goal that we don't even love anymore. And it's more like because you're worried about what everybody's going to think because you said you were going to do it. And we're still growing as people. Listen, we're living to be hopefully 100. Our kids will live even longer. The incredible thing in the world because of technology is changing so fast. So the reality is tell the people that will help you get there then get to work, yes. and then be okay if it takes a sidestep. Yes. And then if you zig and zag, there's no direct path. There really isn't. Right. Just start doing and right. staying focused and don't, you know, sometimes you do need to take a break, break what we were saying and take those five weeks somewhere, but then circle back and get right back on track. Yes. Oh, I think that's amazing advice. Now, let's tap into a little bit of your design expertise because one of the things that I am finding, especially with as quickly as the world is moving, I just think we have so much stuff. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I found that with myself, like I need a clean, you know, organized and focused environment. You know, if my environment's like not like that for me personally, I feel disheveled if my environment's disheveled. And, you know, I was starting to struggle and I only have two kids that I got to worry about and my new and dog, a dog too. <laughs> exactly. You know, when am I getting rid of too much? How do we balance? You know, you have all this new age, like, you know, the organizers that are writing these books. And I thought like, well, geez, I could have done that a long time ago. But I think it's innate for some of us to organize and it's mm-hmm. not for others. That's why I have a job, which yeah. is great. Yes. A lot of people need my help. But I think the, the amazing thing that I try to use in my own life, and again, I flip houses, so I'm constantly like moving Emptying stuff and getting rid and, of it. Yes. But even when I've stayed put for a few years, I try to declutter at least four times a year, just like the seasons. Yes. And the incredible thing is you can go on and donate things, which is awesome. Yes. You know, it's giving back. Yeah. And it's literally the same way we take a sick day Take a day to and get your whole family involved, clean Great out, idea. get rid of things. I've been known up in the Berkshires to have tag sales. Yes. But I also, we donate stuff yeah. and just clean out all your things. And then literally say, do we need this or should we take this money and go vacation, go camping one right. weekend or go overseas for the first time or 100th time? What do you want to do? Or do we want to 
take this time and go help someone else. Yes. You know, I think, again, it goes back to less is best. You mm-hmm. know, usually you don't need 100 toys. You don't need 100 black jackets. One yes. is great. Yes. All of those things. I mean, listen, I love, you know, shopping. I'm, I love art. I love collecting. But there's a time and place. And just realizing when you declutter your environment, you also are cleansing your mind so you can start anew and see things in a different way. Yes. I completely agree with that. And I think, you know, passing it on, there's been, as a fashion designer, I could like look in a closet and say, you know, if I haven't worn something for two seasons, it's got to go. Oh, but except for this, like, you know, congregation jacket that I bought in Paris that I'll never get rid of and it's going to cycle. So I can do it with clothing, but I think I failed in the fact that when my kids were older, I didn't, or getting older and I, you know, the baby stuff had to go, not the things that they didn't, you know, wear anymore, didn't fit necessarily anymore, but even some of those things where I didn't include them. You know what I mean? And I and now what I I I because I remember Jack saying to me, like, Mom, where's that so-and-so? And I was like, Oh gosh, oh right. my god, I gave it away. Well, you know, one thing I did think of if you're raising kids and if you have small kids, all the kind of preschool art yes. or when they're toddlers, yes. all those, you know, I started wrapping it as wrapping paper, you know, using it as a wrapping paper. And my kids were like, Wow, you're giving you know, I started throwing things out. Yeah. It just was too much, especially yes. having, you know, as many kids. Seven. So then one one way I started doing this only for myself and then people hired me to do it was I started taking their art with my friend Jan and we would shrink it down and take photographs of it and shrink it down as business cards and then frame that. So you had the memories, you had the art, oh, that's but so not cool. actually the art. It didn't take up space. That's a great idea. And so idea. there's a way to capture those memories without having to have everything. For example, uh, my oldest son's jerseys we made into art. We sewed them all together because they were just taking up so much space. So he has that moment in his time where he was this athlete and all those memories. So there's a creative way because I'm a designer. I love doing those kind of stuff. So you save stuff, but not really save stuff. Does the website have tips like that on there? Um, I think our first book has stuff like that. I've got a fourth book coming out in April. so. So there's a new book, the fourth book. But I love that idea because it doesn't have to be kind of like all or nothing, like keep it or circular file it. There there's ways that you can be creative in keeping something that's memorable, but not having it take up all that space. All space. Yeah, I think that that's amazing. Um, you know, what best to keep, what to throw out. I mean, ha- and get your kids involved, or yeah. get your husband, or your partner, or your roommate involved. Say, do we want to give this away? It's time to you know to go. So absolutely, I think that that's amazing. Okay, so let's talk about because one of the things I love is, is that you would never know it, but the Novogratz, their designs are attainable and affordable. And I always wanted to know, like, what are some affordable design tips? Because everybody wants to nurture their own home and they just feel totally overwhelmed by it or they just don't want the expense. You know right. what I mean? Like, Well, I break all the rules when it comes to decorating because I just, or in life, I just love having fun. And so lamps don't have to match. End tables don't have to match. Chairs don't have to match. Right. If you have like a great quirky table that maybe was your mother's or your sister's and they're not using it anymore, take it to your place spruce it up, paint it another color, switch yeah. the knobs on it, anything from mirrors. If you don't have, say, an art collection yet, chances are you have an amazing photograph that you have, maybe from a 
place you've traveled or maybe your cousin's is cool photographer. Blow it up. Yeah. Blow it up big. And if you can't get it big enough because then the picture doesn't come out clear, Mm -hmm. then mat it three times and then frame it. So you can make that photograph as big Big as as possible so it makes a statement. So it looks like you have this fabulous piece of art or photography on your wall. There's also a way to collect odd things that are quirky and make a gallery wall. So it could be things you've bought at a flea market, maybe a chipped old mirror, maybe a cool oil painting, but it's putting them all together make a big impact. Yes. And again, things don't have to match. I always say start in the middle of a wall, start hanging the things you love, and just stop when the wall runs out of space. Oh my God, I love that. You can collect things without just having stuff and becoming a hoarder. It's all about how you display them or how you share them with the folks you love. Great tip. Because you could put those tickets in a coffee table, right? On a glass, or the counter in your kitchen could become something like that, right? It doesn't have to be so traditional. Exactly. Like in a word, you know, with all these great tips, like how do you really live your freedom? I live to the fullest. I have very few regrets. You know, my kids may say otherwise. I also (laughs) apologize, you know, if I've made a mistake or I try to do better. They teach me every day, you know. Just literally live to the fullest. But again, have those people around you that are going to lift you higher. And that's that's what's most important, you know, is, is no one does it alone. That's right. I just feel like when you put out great things, good things come. Anyone that is successful and whatever you measure success from, whether it's wealth, whether it's giving back, whatever your your mark of success is, those people have worked to get there. Mm-hmm. And they have worked, but they have enjoyed it, I'm pretty sure, 90% of the time. Yes, I agree. So, Courtney, before we close out, I want to make sure that listeners know where they can find you and a little bit more about your book coming out. So take it away. Thanks, Heather, for having me. So you can follow us at Shop the Novogratz, the Novogratz, Courtney Novogratz with no you. But our new book, it's going to be our fourth book. I'm super excited with Rizzoli again. And it's called Novogratz Design Fix. Lots of tips, high and low, all types of projects, some of our own projects, other clients' projects. Yeah. And so, again, most people don't realize, too, our furniture is cheaper than dinner. And it's quality, and it's incredible. It's great prices. And so if you go to Shop the Novogratz, browse around, see what you like, there's something for everyone. Absolutely. I can speak to that because I have a Novogratz couch, and I definitely am going to have a new book on my coffee table. Thank you so much for coming, Courtney. Thanks, Heather. 